Thanks for listening to the Lion's Den with Spacknod podcast. We upload every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For more content, follow us on Twitter at LDSpacknod. That's L-D-S-P-A-C-K-N-O-D. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Lion's Den podcast. I'm your host, Christian Thurley. Alongside me, my good friend, my partner in crime, the man, the main man himself, the Lion King, Henry Lion. Henry, how you doing? I am doing good. Today is Friday. Friday is my last day off of this week before I go to work tomorrow morning at 5.30. What it is, everybody, is your boy Henry Lyon here. We are back at it again with another episode. Cannot wait what we're going to talk about today. Well, Henry, it's Friday, November 1st. Today we've got a, a big slate of things to talk about. We're going to talk about the Warriors, you know, all the issues that they've gone on with at, to start their season. The Miami Heat, my favorite team, and their hot start to the 2019-2020 campaign. The Oregon-USC game going up, going on this weekend, as well as the Ravens and Patriots game to conclude the night on Sunday. Let's do it. Well, before we start, how was, uh, how was your Halloween evening, Henry? My Halloween? Oh, wow. Yesterday... I was giving out candies with your grandma, and then afterwards, a little bit, I told myself, I was like, I mean, I'm 22 years old. I mean, I've trick-or-treated like a long time, so I might as well just trick-or-treat as a 22-year-old. So I just trick-or-treated with um with uh with the neighbors across from the across from here. Uh, we uh, trick-or-treated around the neighborhood. I was Daffy Duck for Halloween. It was a great Halloween, especially in Oregon for the first time. Um, then afterwards, I went to the neighbor's house and we started playing ping pong and all that stuff. We were having a good time, good conversation and all. Uh, and yeah, that was my Halloween. Good evening. Yeah, had a great he- evening. Yep. And then today is Friday. Friday. Got to get down on Friday. Well, it's finally Friday. You know what that means? We're almost to the weekend. Yep. And... What better way to get ready for the weekend than to talk some basketball? Oh, yeah. So, the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, not off to the best start here in 2019, Henry. Nah. Uh, Steph just recently announced that he was going to miss the next three months with a broken hand. What do you think of the Warriors so far this season and what this injury to Steph Curry means? Uh, for the I mean, for the Warriors, I mean, while he was playing again, well, since the Clippers, their home opener, their start of the season, they were, I mean, they're, they were playing sol- sloppy, especially their defense. Um, and then after that game, they lost by twenty something points to the with OKC Thunder, which was the slap in the face, which really a disappointment, especially to the OKC Thunder, who was rebuilding it with Chris Paul helping the youngsters. Uh, and then after that, they beaten the. The Pelicans, the young Pelicans, was Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, without Zion Williamson, and they were like really feeling, feeling themselves, overhyping themselves, saying that we can do it, we can do it, we got this. And we thought they were like shutting everyone up, uh, and then afterwards against the Phoenix Suns a couple, couple days ago, they were down by a lot. Went while Steph Curry was playing, before he got his injury with a broken left hand, uh, and what I have to say is this is really a Really ugly start with for the Warriors, especially with like Clay Thompson, Alf, may, maybe out all for the season. I all think he's season. out all season. Out for the season, according to Steve Kerr. Um, 
KD's left Golden State. Draymond Green's all by himself. I mean, Curry's is out at least three months. We just got three three reports today, and Draymond Green's all by himself. I mean, he's. I mean, he led the Warriors. I mean, to the. I mean, to the playoffs and and while during the playoffs, while like Steph Curry was out, KD was out, and all was a good leader in the playoffs. And then D'Lo. He's doing really well with the Warriors, but I would just want him to like to tone it up a little bit, trying to like to step up, especially with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson out. So we'll see how they. So let's see how how it goes for the for the next three months before Steph Steph Curry comes out comes back. I don't know if you saw that that stat on the Warriors. So um, their last six games, they've lost Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Theoretically, they lost Boogie as well because he left in free agency. Andre and now Dodd. they've lost Steph Curry. Yep. It's been a r- rough couple of games for the Warriors. If you're dating back to last season, uh, the injury bug has bit them. And I think most NBA fans are happy. They're happy to see the Warriors knocked off of their throne. Because for the last four years, they've been far and away the best team. Yep. And up until the finals last year, they really didn't suffer any major injuries, maybe a couple for Curry. But now Golden State's in a situation where it might be best for them to just go into a rebuild, like a full-on tank mode. Yeah, and especially Klay Thompson out for the season, and they need him. Yeah, and Golden State's just in a spot where they're sitting at 1-3 and three right now. Steph's out for at least three months. Clay, I think they've already shut him down for the season. season. And your best players are D'Angelo Russell, who's brand new to the team, and Draymond, who's not really a go-to guy to win you games. Well, I mean, well, for the war, I mean, before the season, I mean, I had the Warriors going like either like top five making the playoffs, and I thought they were gonna like make like a good run, but since like the injuries, it's like really messed up. Because it's either I said this after the uh, while after watching the highlights, I said to myself, I said, I'll say the Warriors either the eighth seed or not just make the playoffs. I'd rather just tank, just like get ready for the 2020 and 2021 season. While when like all of your best players comes back, come back like Curry. I mean, he's coming back three months. I mean, Clay Thompson coming back next season. And then once they once the Splash Bros like come back, then they'll be good next year. Do you think if Steph Curry is able to come back this year after his hand injury, do you think he would be good enough just himself and D'Lo and Draymond? Do you think that team is good enough to help Golden State win a championship, or do you think they need Clay? Well, they need. I mean, they need Clay because in the in the postseason, Steph Curry. In the postseason, is like inconsistent. I mean, Clay Thompson has been carrying carrying the Warriors to the um, to the playoffs, to the finals. I know they had KD, but before they had KD in 2016, uh, Clay Thompson in Game Six against OKC Thunder, he uh, broke a record. Well, I mean, like 14 threes. Am I correct? 14, yeah. 11 threes, and all of a sudden he just like carried the Warriors to the to the finals. If it wasn't for Clay Thompson, I mean, there wouldn't be like there wouldn't be um, three championships for the Golden State Warriors or or Curry or Draymond or for Thompson. Well, we'll be able to get a look at the new look Warriors tonight. First thing tonight, they're playing on NBA. Well, we'll be able to watch it with League Pass. Mm, they play the San Antonio Spurs. 
at the Chase Center, mm. where they haven't been too good so far to start the season. But the Warriors, it feels like they're in a, at a point where they have to go into a, a tank mode this year, try and get a draft pick, let all the guys get healthy, just shut down Curry for the season, and reload and retool, come yeah. back next year fully healthy, and compete for a title again when you got all your guys back. <laughs> yep. Or what I've heard is that maybe like Giannis might go, might go to Golden State, which was a rumor. Yeah, and it's weird because when they asked Giannis a few years ago about Kevin Durant's decision mm-hmm. to go there, Giannis said something along the lines of, you know, he wasn't shocked that it happened and he could see more players doing it. And it gave a lot of concern to uh, Tim Milwaukee Bucks fans because they knew his contract was going to be up shortly. And Giannis is the best player the Bucks have had since... Since uh, what? Oscar, Oscar Robertson, Robertson or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And now they're potentially at looking at losing him. Yeah. Maybe to Golden State. And when all these people are thinking that Golden State's run as a dominant team in the NBA is over, they could just get a healthy clay back, get healthy Curry back. And instead of Kevin Durant, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo. right. But the Warriors, I think they need to shut it down this season. Especially with their their star, Steph. He's their guy since they drafted him out of Davidson. And they just need to let him get healthy. They need to let Clay get healthy, which they are doing. doing right. And that's, I think, the best thing for them right now is just to shut it down. Down, yeah. And after that game, I said the same thing. I was like, they need to like either just make, at least make the eighth seed or just just don't don't make the playoffs. It's going to be so tough too in the West because the West is loaded. So yeah. I think they too just, deep. Yeah, they just need to let. They just need to take the year off, let everyone get healthy, like I've been saying, and go for it next year, and potentially add Giannis to that yeah. core of, of talent. Yeah. But another surprise team in the NBA. I want to get to this. Has actually been my favorite team in the NBA, the Miami Heat. Currently sitting at four and one, second place in the Eastern Conference. Well, tied for second, behind your undefeated Philadelphia 76ers. Trust the process. Um, the Heat. Who who would have seen this coming? They're four and one to start the year. They won at Milwaukee. They're only lost at Minnesota, and they've got two wins against the Hawks. But they've looked good so far. Especially Jimmy Butler coming back or made his debut once he was sitting out due to um, personal. His personal yeah. Uh, personal uh, absence due to his uh, daughter being born. Uh, I didn't. I did not expect them to be four and one or having a good start, especially Jimmy Butler being on the team. But shout out to Jimmy Butler. I mean, I love him. Uh, I love the team and all, but I did not expect them to do that much. I thought they were going to like have like an ugly start, especially the teams that they were facing. I mean, the the Atlanta Hawks, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, the other t- the other teams that they face, I thought they're gonna, but I mean, right now it seems like they could be like the top five or the, actually the top three teams to be to make the playoffs. I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs, of course, but I think they're gonna be like either number two or number three. Yeah, they've looked incredible mm-hmm. to start this season, and part of it is due to their play from their young players. Not 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 just Tyler Hero, who everyone after summer league was already crowning rookie of the year. But they've got a guy by the name of Kendrick Nunn. Have you heard about him? Mm-mm. So Kendrick Nunn, he was he went undrafted last year and was with the Santa Cruz Warriors. 
last season. And then the Heat picked him up this year. And he's starting for them alongside Jimmy Butler. And so far through his first five career NBA games, he has 100 points. He has over 100 points. And he's the first player to do that since Kevin Durant in 2007. And him and Tyler Hero have been the scoring punch that the Heat needed. You know, the Heat have always been that solid team where they've got good players, they just don't have that star. Now they've got scorers, they've got Jimmy Butler, they've got Bam Adebayo who's playing at a good level. I love him. They've got Myers Leonard who came over from Portland who's giving them solid minutes uh, at the starting center position. And Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow's playing the starting point Point guard position. Mm -hmm. They've got veteran leadership with Goran Dragic off the bench. Mm -hmm. The Heat look like a really dangerous team. If they could figure everything out and solidify each other's roles on that team, they could be a scary team, team. to beat come playoff time. Yeah, especially in a few few more years. Yeah, and Eric Spolstra is he's one of my favorite coaches. He was at, he's actually an alumni of my high school, uh, oh. Jesuit high school. And he coaches my favorite team. I had the opportunity to meet him a few years ago. And it's just cool to be able to see him do that with this roster because he was able to succeed Obviously, with LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh. The big and, three. And now it's a new era of Miami Heat basketball with a bunch of young guys. And it's cool to see that Eric Spolstra is still there and at the helm mm-hmm. and leading this group of guys into what could potentially be a Eastern Conference Finals playoff type of run season. Yep. I mean, you got to give credits to Eric's, um, Eric, the alumni for Jesuit High School and who also coach uh, coach under with uh, LeBron James, the big three in 2010 to all the way to 2014. Uh, I mean, he has the experience and he knows what to do because he's been there. He, he's been to the NBA's finals. He's been to the playoffs. He won championships with them. We'll see how, we'll see how, the, how the Miami Heat do this year. Where would, where do you think they can finish? Do you think they have the talent to get to the finals? Um, I mean, they do. I mean, I mean, the playoffs, like, look at the other teams. For example, the 76ers, they're, I mean, we saw them last year and two years ago with, like, especially last year with Joel Embiid not being healthy, especially with his diet. Um, Ben Simmons, not, like, not a good shooter and cannot shoot. Uh, I mean, they got Josh Richardson, who also used to play for the Miami Heat. Uh, We'll see how he does in the playoffs or how he does later on this season. Uh, we have uh, they got Al Horford, who also got the experience like with the Hawks, who've been to the playoffs multiple times with the Boston Celtics. And then now with the uh, 76ers, they got Tobias Harris. Um, I can see the Miami. I can see like the Miami Heat going to like the Eastern Conference Finals facing the Sixers or luckily go to the NBA, luckily go to the NBA Finals and beat any of the Western Conference teams. Yeah, I think. The, I think their ceiling is, with how talented they are, I think their ceiling is the East Finals. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're... I think the Sixers will win the East. And I think they have a, the chance... Well, I think they have the talent to win it all. Um, the Sixers do. And I think I just don't think the Heat are quite there on the level of the Sixers. Especially if they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Embiid is probably the best center in the league right now. Ben Simmons is really good. Josh Richardson was one of my favorite players when he was with the Heat. 
So I want to say that they can make it to an NBA championship with this roster, but I think the Sixers are the only thing standing in their way. I think we can go toe to toe with the Raptors, mm-hmm. the Celtics, the Bucks, the Bucks, and I mean I don't I don't know what other consent contenders there are in the East, but those are the, like the five teams, yeah. yeah, the five teams that could. That can go to the that can make a, a run for the NBA Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals. And I year. know of all the teams that are going to be in the East playoffs, you're not going to want to see the the Sixers. Nah, mm-mm. and you aren't going to want to get into a battle with the Heat because they're going to beat you up. They, right? They've always been. That's their culture. It's the Heat culture. They've always been a physically demanding team. Mm-hmm. And even if you do come out of that series, you're going to be drained, and you're going to probably run into the Sixers after that. So. <laughs> We'll see. I think their ceiling's the East Finals. The first year, I could see him bouncing out in the second round as well, but I I think they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, with that being said, let's get to football. Let's shift it, shift the gears a little bit. There's a big game this weekend. It's a West Coast game. You're a big fan of this school that's playing against the hometown team. Yep. <laughs> USC... Fight on. In the Coliseum, they're hosting the Oregon Ducks. The Oregon Ducks are, I believe, five-point favorites going into the game. Don't quote me on that, but they're they're favorites. USC, they upset Utah earlier this year. At home. Oregon's going down to, to L.A. What are your thoughts on this game, and who do you think is going to come out on top on Saturday? The five o'clock game on Fox. Well, USC they're they're undefeated at home. I mean, they beaten this. They beaten Stanford. They beaten U uh, Utah at home twenty uh, thirty to twenty three, and they beat all the other uh, Pac twelve teams at home as well. And then they're facing Oregon at home tomorrow. Uh, what's it was like five p.m. Five o'clock. Five yeah. o'clock Pacific. And however, according to the According to the sources, that USC is missing their their key players, which could hurt them tomorrow. And Oregon, I mean Oregon, has like a huge, like a huge, like advantage to beat to beat uh, USC in the Coliseum. So I gotta. So right now, I'm still gonna pick USC in Los Angeles in a close game. It's gonna be a good game, but I'm gonna pick USC. I'm holding out for the hopes that. The Pac-12 can get a team into the college football playoff. And in order for that to happen, I think Oregon needs to win. So I'm going to pick the Ducks to go into the Coliseum and get the win. The Oregon's defense hasn't looked as good as what we thought it was these last two weeks against the Washington Washington schools. But I think USC's injuries, combined with how Oregon's been running the ball lately, is good enough to get allow them to go into the Coliseum go into the Coliseum and come out with a victory. And it's not an easy place to win, not by any stretch of the imagination. But if a team, this is a real show-me game for Oregon. If they want to prove to me and to the country that they belong in the college football playoff, you need to go on the road in a hostile environment like Los Angeles and get a win against the Trojans. Yep, it's the one of the toughest, the one of the toughest stadiums to to play at, and we're gonna see tomorrow at five p.m. Pacific. 
Did you see the reports that USC, they hired a new athletic director and they could be looking at Urban Meyer, Urban Myers, yeah. as their next head coach? Yeah, I, I was looking at the, the reports today. As an Oregon State fan, that would scare me. <laughs> to have Urban Meyer in our conference, that would put USC right back on top of the conversation as the best, one of the best teams in the country. For the first time since like Reggie Bush, uh, since like in the 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, but they, I mean, that that's down the line. They've got to focus on Oregon this <laughs> week. Who, did you, they jumped Georgia in the latest AP polls. So now Oregon's seventh mm-hmm. in the polls. Utah is ninth, I believe. And this is going to be just the biggest weekend for the conference because Utah is going up to Seattle to play Washington. And Washington's no easy team to beat. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be a, a big game, a big weekend for the conference. Because outside of these two games, the only other good game, really, in college football is Georgia-Florida. Yep. That's the, uh, the battle of the SEC East and also the battle of trying to trying to go to the college football playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, Oregon, if they get by USC, they, they've got three games left until they're potentially... In conversations for the college football playoff. Arizona, they should win that. Mm -hmm. Arizona Arizona State, State. that could be tough. That could be a trap game. (laughs) Oregon State, you should win that. And then you're looking at the Pac-12 title game against probably, it's going to be Utah, USC, or ASU. And that, that, that all seems very winnable with the current roster that Oregon has. And... It would be really disappointing to see them lose to USC just because they've been so dominant this year at points this year. And I think they will have Troy Dieback, which will help defensively. But this is just a, this is a must win for Oregon. And I, it's silly to say that because every game from here on out is going to be a must win for them. But this, this really does feel like, it, like they need this game. This is a, and they this, need every game from here on out. Right. This is a must-win for um for Oregon Ducks if they want to go to the college football playoffs and trying to be on the in the conversation of of being on the or making the run for the college football playoffs. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the NFL. Big game this weekend. This was a game that really intrigued you a lot. <laughs> New England Patriots hosting Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. What are your thoughts on this game, Henry? And where are you going in this game? This is a real test for both teams because Lamar Jackson, who's playing lights, who's playing lights out this this season against other teams, especially in Week One, when he improved a lot from for his accuracy and his passings from last season, going against the goat, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably the greatest coach of all time, and facing the best defense in the NFL right now, uh, the New England Patriots. And Lamar Jackson, who who's um, who also broke records this year, first quarterback with 150-plus rushing yards and 200-plus 200 plus, 200 passing yards, third quarterback with 100-plus rushing yards in the first half, who also was behind Terrell Pryor and Michael Vick, and the third quarterback with 
150 yards in a, in a game behind Russell Wilson and Michael Vick, and who in on a mission to beat the record of becoming the second quarterback to average 1,039 rushing yards in a regular season since 2006. And guess who? And guess who is the, was the first quarterback to do that? I would guess Michael Vick. Yep, <laughs> the first quarterback to do that, and um, to, um, Lamar Jackson. I mean, we've seen him play. I mean, I've seen him play this season. I mean, against the Chiefs, who who we almost beat them, barely lost to them. To, uh, I believe 30, 33 to twenty eight, and then to the Browns, which was I don't know how he lost to the Browns, but against the Patriots for that game at five twenty Pacific, I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick Lamar Jack. I'm gonna pick Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because the Patriots haven't beaten anybody seriously in the in the past couple or probably in a month. Like they beaten the Steelers, they beaten the the Jets two times. They're not that good. They beaten the Dolphins not that good when Antonio Brown was on that team for like just for one game. Uh, they beaten the Giants. They beaten the Washington Redskins. They beaten uh, the Buffalo Bills, who got good defense, but. The, the offense is like and eh, not there or at all. So this, I mean, this Sunday is going to be a real test for for the Patriots mostly to to see if they're a, like a legit teams, especially being undefeated. And then for Lamar Jackson, this is going to be a legit test for him to see if he's like actual like a an actual MVP candidate for this season. And been hearing from a lot of people saying that he is like the greatest running back like a running QB of all time, according to an analyst named Ryan Clark. Well, I'm actually surprised that you're going with Baltimore. I think this is going to be a really good game, but I'm going to pick the Patriots, and I'll tell you why. New England's defense has been lights out so far this year. They've, If you took just their record, uh, if their offense never took the field, they'd be 3-3-1. Three, three and one. That's how good their defense has been. And I know Belichick teams have struggled with mobile quarterbacks in the past. And that's exactly what Lamar Jackson is. Mm -hmm. But I think they're going to scheme it in a way to where you need to be able to beat them throwing the football. And what they're going to do is they're going to be like, okay, Lamar, we'll play seven, eight guys in the box. You beat us over top because they've got some of the best corners and safeties in the game right now. And I don't think Lamar Jackson is there yet as a thrower to where he can beat a team like New England over the top. And that's just kind of where I, I'm sitting at with this. The Patriots, are their defense has just been so good that it's going to be really hard to beat them at any point this year. And that goes to that goes the same for my Saints. Like, I don't know if the Saints would be able to move the ball against that defense. That's just how good their defense has been. And they it, it kind of helps. They've got overinflated stats against mm-hmm. some really bad teams in the NFL. But I really do think that Lamar Jackson and the cast that he has alongside him in Baltimore isn't enough to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. And I think Tom Brady's the better quarterback. So Yeah. I'm still I'm still gonna hold on to Baltimore Ravens. I still I still have faith in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, especially at in Baltimore in uh, in the cold weather. I know the New England Patriots are really good, especially Tom Brady good at the cold weather. But we'll see how it is goes. it in 
Baltimore? Yep. I thought it was in Foxborough. Oh, mm-hmm. it is in Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is gonna this is uh gonna be the first test, obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. of the Patriots season. But they're just so good <laughs> that it's gonna be hard for me to pick against them. I think they're if they are to lose a game this year, it's gonna be this week, next week, or in two weeks against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The game against the Texans. Maybe and the maybe Kansas City, maybe, or maybe not. It could be Kansas City, and I think Kansas City last year they didn't score in the first half in that AFC title game. But they did start to figure things out. They found holes in the Patriots defense. And I think Andy Reid is a smart enough coach and Patrick Mahomes is a mobile of an, enough of a quarterback and talented enough as a thrower mm-hmm. to where he can beat the Patriots if he's healthy. And we that's that's assuming that Patrick Mahomes comes back to the same 150% that he was at before the injury. But... I can see where you're coming from that yep. Baltimore is going to get that win because I think that's a really close spread as well. But I, I've i learned in the past not to bet against Tom Brady and the Patriots. And usually I just don't know how Baltimore is going to score on that defense. Hmm. I mean, whenever I see the Patriots facing the Baltimore Ravens, they're usually, they, usually lose to, they usually lose to them either at home or in Baltimore mostly. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll be able to see definitely this yeah. Sunday. And then Lamar Jackson also. I remember last year uh, I was watching a YouTube video when he was talking to Ray Lewis, one of the a Hall of Famer, one of the, one of the greatest NFL players of all time. He told him that he wants to be the next Brady of Baltimore, trying to bring championships to to Baltimore. I think he needs to slow, slow down, down, right? <laughs> Just a little bit, but I do like his confidence. That's I mean that's what you need. Mm-hmm. To beat the Patriots, you need to be confident. You need to think that, you know, your guys are better than their guys, mm-hmm. even if they're not. You need to think that you are the best player on the field. And I think for stretches in that game on Sunday night, we're going to see that Lamar Jackson could be an argument for the best player on the field True. for both sides of the ball. And this is the first time seeing him facing uh, the New England Patriots, not only New England Patriots, but the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. This game's going to be a real test for both teams, like yep. you mentioned. Yep. We're going to see how legit Baltimore is mm-hmm. as a team, how legit their offense is, and we're going to see just how good New England's defense is. Because New England's offense hasn't been that good. good. But they've been good enough to where their defense, if they hold them under, what is it, like 15 points, that that they're good enough to win. That's three scores. And when you have the greatest quarterback ever, that's not asking him to do much. Mm-hmm. But it's that time of the week, Henry, where we move into our weekly picks to send oh, our yeah. listeners into the weekend. We have we're changing it up a little bit. We're gonna change it to instead of having picks that we like and then upsets, we're just gonna do straight three picks. So, Henry, do you want to read off? Your picks, and we'll discuss those. Yes, indeed. So, my first one would be the 76ers versus the the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow. They're, the 76ers 
are coming to Portland to face the Blazers, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum without Joel Embiid, who was suspended due to the fight that he had with Carl Anthony Towns a few days ago, a few games ago. Um, from my second pick would be I have two. I have a, like an honorable mention and just like actual one. I got the number. Um, I got the Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators. And then the other one is the Oregon Ducks versus USC. And the last but not least would be Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens versus the Patriots. Okay, so you're... Yeah, I got like... So you're taking Philadelphia mm -hmm. over Portland. Portland is three-point favorites in that one. You're taking Baltimore, obviously. And then who did you have in the Georgia-Florida game? I got the Florida. I got the Florida Gators. I got the Florida. Uh, Florida Was Gators. That game one. in the swamp. Yep. Okay. In Gainesville. And then the Oregon USC game. I got USC over Oregon Ducks. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Any reasoning behind taking any of your picks? Any defense against like Florida over Georgia? Uh, I mean Georgia Bulldogs. On, they're not that good. They're not as good as they were the previous years. Um, I think Florida Gators are gonna like are gonna beat them. Then uh, the Georgia Bulldogs are gonna fall down. Um, for the Sixers and Blazers, I'm a I support the Sixers. Go Sixers! Trust the process. I got a root for them. Uh, and then of course Lamar Jackson. We discussed it. I mean, I believe that Lamar Jackson is gonna beat the Patriots because they're at home, and I don't I don't think the Patriots are gonna um, are like a legit team or le actual legit team this year. Uh, and then for Oregon USC, I mean USC, they're undefeated at home. They're it's your team. Yep, fight on. They're, I mean they're undefeated, defeated at home. And um, Oregon Ducks, they're, I mean their offense is gonna like are, are gonna struggle. They're not that their offense is not that good this year. Okay. Well, we'll move to my picks. Last week I was one and two in my picks. Mm -hmm. Obviously the debacle of Arizona State going to UCLA hurt a lot. Yeah. And then forty two the forty two to thirty two. And then uh, Cal had a meltdown against Utah. They didn't put up any points mm -hmm. against the Utes, and they couldn't cover a 21-point gimme. Uh, they lost that game 35-31, but I – or not th – they lost that game 35-0. Mm -hmm. And the game that I did win actually was the NBA game where Dallas upset the Pelicans last week, and I felt like that was easy pickings. They are a problem, but Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> This week, I'm going to stick with pro sports because I did better on those mm -hmm. than college. We'll start in the NFL. Texans are one-point favorites over the Jags. And I think the Texans are going to go in to Jacksonville on the road and get the win. I think Deshaun Watson is probably the second or third best chances right now. Odds of winning the Heisman, or not Heisman, uh, NFL MVP. You know, up there with Russell Wilson, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Maybe if you want to throw Michael Thomas from the Saints in there. So that's where I'm going with my first pick. Mm -hmm. Texans, minus one at Jacksonville. And then we'll go to the NBA for my last two picks. Houston Rockets are on the road in Brooklyn tonight. Ooh. Ooh. That's the 4 o'clock ESPN game. Obviously, no Kevin Durant for Brooklyn. But Houston, they got Uncle Drew. Houston, when I saw the line, mm -hmm. 
was minus three and a half. That's moved down to minus five. So I got it right at a good spot. I think Houston's going to win this game going away. I still think five is a good pick for the Rockets. I think they'll blow out Brooklyn because I don't think Brooklyn has a whole lot outside of Kyrie. And Kyrie's never been the leader that everyone wants to believe that he is. He's always been kind of just a one-man stat-padding star. Mm -hmm. So I think Houston's going to go in there with their stat-padding stars and go in and outperform Kyrie Irving. But that should be a good game. That's tonight on ESPN at 4 o'clock. Actually, only half an hour away from that game. Uh, Final game of the weekend, also tonight, Milwaukee minus 4.5 against Orlando. Line still sitting at that. Bucks are on the road. Uh, no one to report out, so mm-hmm. everyone's playing. Uh, I I've just thought this was an easy pick. Milwaukee's the better team. I don't think Orlando is very good. And Giannis is the reigning MVP. I don't know why you wouldn't pick him. I mean, he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Orlando doesn't have anybody <laughs> that can stop him. <laughs> but... Yeah, so those are my three picks. I've got Texans minus one against the Jags. Rockets minus three and a half, which has moved to minus five at Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And Milwaukee minus four and a half at Orlando. Oh. So those are my three picks. Uh, We'll check back in on the picks next Friday, see how we did. Um, That's been another edition of the Lions Den podcast. Yeah. Henry, do you have any closing thoughts before we go into the weekend? I want to say happy belated birthday to my mom and my dad, who birthdays were last week. I forgot to say happy birthday to them. Shame on me. I'm a terrible son. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to John Witherspoon, who died a few, few days ago, who was an actor from Friday, next Friday, and Friday after next. Rest in peace to you, Pops. And most importantly, have a great weekend, guys. Be safe. Be smart. All right. And we'll see you guys here on Monday. Hope you guys enjoy your sports-filled weekend. We've given you our picks for the weekend. We'll be watching everything from NBA to NFL to Overwatch World Cup stuff. Um, we hope you guys all have a great weekend. Like Henry said, stay stay safe and enjoy your sports-filled weekend. Deuces.